Ryan Day utilized the transfer portal differently this year than he normally does. And honestly, I'm happy about it. And it makes me believe that Ohio State will have a well-rounded roster in the fall when they step on the football field. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, May 15th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss if what we saw this year from Ohio State and the transfer portal, how they utilize that thing, is going to be the norm going forward and why we might see something similar in how Ohio State uses the transfer portal during next offseason. But first, there was a need for Ohio State when it comes to making sure they had a really good roster going into the season. Not just a really good roster, but that the holes on the team were answered or the questions they had, they were less going into this part of the year. And in the offseason, you realize that, yes, you're going to be recruiting heavily all across the country, heavy in the state of Ohio and the Midwest, but also down in Texas and Florida and Arizona and California and all over the place, recruiting high school kids never stops. But what also never stops is making sure your roster is everything it can be and that the standard remains a standard, and that goes for how you build a roster for the football team. In comes this conversation about Ohio State's utilization of the transfer portal. We all know and think and have a belief that Ohio State should have gone out in previous years and added more players via the transfer portal. I have believed that. I think you have believed that. There's a really talented quarterback that I still believe is out there, and honestly, it should be a thought of some of your minds that, hey, maybe, just maybe, Ohio State's going after a really talented quarterback out there that I do believe is still in the transfer portal. When you look at the guys that they have brought in, not just the guys that are still out there, the guys they have brought in, there's been a specific tactic that the coaches have utilized this year. It's all about filling needs. Filling needs of the t- of the that are on the roster, and if there's a guy or two or maybe even eight guys out there that you can go out and get to bring in and add to the roster to make the roster a more well-rounded machine, you go get them. Ohio State brought in eight scholarship transfers this year, scholarship-level transfers, three on offense, four on defense, and one guy that's a special teamer, Tristan Jebby, a quarterback. Now, Jebby is not going to start, but you want somebody that – a backup role that's a veteran that could kind of help the guys prepare for the season, prepare for game after game after game, but also somebody that's played a little bit that, hey, if something happens to my number one or my number two, the guy that's in the third string spot can go out there and get that job done. Now, he's not as talented as Devin Brown or Kyle McCordy. You know that. He knows that. Tristan Jebbia does. But ultimately, you want to do one thing. We see it in the NBA. see it in the NFL. Go somewhere where you can potentially win a ring. Ohio State allows that opportunity for Tristan Jebbia, the Oregon State transfer quarterback. But also, there's, he, breathes in, he brings and adds a leadership quality to the team. You add in Joshua Simmons, um, uh, offensive lineman, probably going to be an offensive tackle. And then Vic, Cut- Vic Cutler, probably a guard or center for the Buckeyes. What do they do? They 
fulfill a need. There was a competition at offensive tackle, left and right, offensive tackle for the Buckeyes, and also a, a position battle at center. What do these guys get to do come right in? Compete to start. I understand that Cutler might not start in the season, but what is he doing? Competing to start. You see there is a way and a tactic Ohio State has taken. If there is a question at Thurston quarterback or they need a leadership role, go out and find somebody that can come in and fill that role. Is our offensive line up to par? Do we have everything answered? Is there depth at that position? If not, go out and bring somebody in that can fulfill that role. On defense, Tywon Malone, defensive tackle, adds depth for the Buckeyes. Davidson Igbenosin, he might even start for the Buckeyes in the fall. There was a need for depth at D-tackle. Tywon Malone fills that. There's a need for depth at corner and really talented corners. Davidson Igbenosin, he fulfills that role. Other guys that Ohio State brought in on defense in the transfer portal, Lorenzo Styles. not only did his dad play for the Buckeyes, his brother plays for the, for, plays for the Buckeyes, and he ultimately adds depth at corner for the Buckeyes in this season, but also in seasons after this one. So you're not only looking at currently, you're looking at in the future as well. Then you added Jihad Carter, the Syracuse transfer, and then John Furlman, long snapper transfer from Arizona State. There was a need. There was a need for players like this on the team. And I believe that's why Ohio State and Ryan Day went out this year and utilized this tactic. Now, it wouldn't shock me if they had thought about bringing in maybe another O-lineman. And maybe they had talks and things just fell through. Or maybe a tight end. Really down to tight end. Maybe things just fell through. Whatever the case is, Maybe they've even thinking about going after a starting quarterback in the portal and saying, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, they're good. I mean, they're really good. But maybe they aren't good enough to be a starter. There's a guy out there who we believe could be a starter. We want to bring him in. Maybe there are conversations about that. But those things fell through. But you kind of see there are schools out there that may go out and just, hey, hey, you want to come, make some money, play some football. We may not have a spot for you on the roster. We'll make that thing for you. So you go out and you bring that player in what do you see you see that you're just bringing guys in but there was a specific tactic for Ohio State this year if there is a need on the roster maybe depth on O-line or maybe guys in the portal that can start bring them in maybe Tywon Malone not only for a depth piece but he also kept a relationship with Larry Johnson after Larry Johnson went out and recruited him what do we see here hey a relationship that has been kept from when this young man was in high school to this day, and there was a need for a player like Malone on Ohio State staff, the old Miss transfer, you bring him in. Igbenosin, you bring him in. If there's a need, Ohio State had said, hey, maybe this is how we can go out and fill the roster, make the roster a very solid, well-rounded machine. Now, it is it, now talk about it being a polished machine. That's something that happens game four, five, six, seven in the season. You can't say, and I don't believe the Ohio State one is a polished machine right now. But two, I don't think that the coaches even would come out and say, we're polished right now. And it's not because of the players that they're bringing in. There's questions all over the place with this team, less this time of year than there were a few months ago. But there are still questions about the Buckeyes and what they'll be in 2023. But honestly, I like how Ryan Day and the other coaches utilize the portal. I like how they got in and went out and got these eight guys, scholarship-level guys. Why? There was a need for players like this, 
and they could fulfill that need and bring in somebody who could instantly satisfy a certain role in the roster and go out and get him in the transfer portal. I like it. I love it. And I hope we see more of this from Ryan Day. You think about off of the line, you had three starting old linemen get drafted this year. You're bringing two guys from the portal. You have guys on the roster via your recruitment of high school guys. They can fulfill the role of some of those guys that are going out. You kind of get the gist. Draft picks go out. There may be holes. There may be holes from recruiting. How can we fulfill that hole, fill that hole in quickly? The transfer portal. Go out and get these talented players, bring them into Columbus, and let them cook every Saturday in the shoe. Speaking of the transfer portal, is what we saw from Ryan Day this year and how it utilized the portal, is that going to be the norm going forward? We'll discuss that next here on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack? but don't want all of the sugar and calories that you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in with 100% real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only with 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or, or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors still at Built.com. Come head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Thanks for making lots of Buckeyes your first. Listen every single day. The everydayers don't want to miss what's coming up later this week. As later in those this week, I will unveil three wishes I have for Ohio State's football team going forward in this season. I have wishes. You have wishes. You'll get to hear my three wishes. Ohio State has, or I have a for Ohio State football team going forward in the upcoming football season. You don't want to miss it. So I wishes might be on your wish list too. So Ohio State's use of the transfer portal in 2023, going back to the first portal window that opened the Monday after the Big Ten Championship game, to this window that just closed on May 1st, that opened on April 15th, the day of Ohio State spring game. And honestly, that was the big spring game Saturday all across college football. Numerous spring games were played on that Day. And when I think about the transfer portal, the first window, the second window, and the guys that Ohio State brought in, the guys that we talked about on um, the previous segment, I like what they did. I'll reiterate it once again. It makes me excited about what Ohio State might be in the fall because Ryan Day said, hey, we need leadership in the quarterback room. Oregon State, tra Oregon State transfer quarterback comes in. Oh, we need more depth and potential starters on the O-line. 
two guys come in and fulfill that. Oh, we need depth on the D-line? How about we go out and get a guy who's in the portal who Larry Johnson kept a relationship with for all these years? Go out and get him. DBs, bring in three defensive backs. There's a need for them. Get him in the portal. I like what we saw from Ryan Day. But the question comes into my mind, and it's probably in yours as well, is what we saw from Ryan Day and the other coaches at Ohio State now that use the transfer portal, is this going to be the norm? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to delay the response or the answer to the question. I'm going to get out in front of this thing and say, no, I don't believe this is going to be the norm. But also, I do believe it's somewhat of trial and error. Now, sometimes those errors might end up costing you your job. There are coaches out there that have utilized the portal in a great way. Has it really helped them build a sustainable roster and develop players in a great way? And have they been guys and coaches that are doing this thing and they're at the top of the sport every single year? I mean, you could look at what Alabama has done. You could look at what Georgia has done in the portal. <clears throat> what Michigan has done in the portal. I know it's a soft spot. I'm going to be real with you. Jim Harbaugh is taking a different approach and a really good approach at times when it comes to the use of the portal. Can't believe I said a good thing about him, but I try my best to keep real with y'all here on this show. Um, Texas, Oklahoma, USC. There are different coaches out there that have a different tactic and a different approach. I really enjoy how Ryan Day has used it this offseason. Now, previously, y'all have heard me. Go out there and get that cat. Go out there and get him. But if you don't really fit the culture, if you're not an Ohio State kind of guy, one, the Buckeyes probably are not going to recruit you in high school. And if you're not a guy who's a Buckeye guy, Buckeye kind of mindset in college, if you're in the portal, they probably won't get you there either. But I don't think this is going to be the norm. I think it was a need this year for Ryan Day and the coaches to go out and do this. And I do believe, honestly, it was needed. It was something that everybody needed to see. You wanted to see a belief in Ryan Day. You wanted to see a belief in the coaches. You wanted to see a belief in Mark Pantone. You wanted to see a belief that if there's a need, there's a guy who can fulfill said need in the portal, they can go out and get them. It's not just the Buckeyes dominating the recruiting trail and getting elite players all over the place. Might I add, Aaron Noland, Ohio State commit, quarterback out of the state of Georgia, recently got invited to the Elite 11 Finals because he killed it at a camp over the weekend. Now, you say, Jay, what does Aaron Nolan bring to Ohio State when he, uh, that makes him a commit? He's a really talented quarterback, but he fits what Ryan Day wants in a quarterback. Ryan Day isn't just going out and getting, oh, that guy or this guy or that guy or this guy. Lincoln Kid holds, fulfills a need, will be coming to Ohio State very, very soon, shortly at the end of his senior season playing baseball in high school in Iowa, Aaron Nolan, another quarterback, they fulfill needs. I don't want to come on here next year and say, or the two years or three years or four years and say, oh, nope, Jay was wrong two, three years ago. <laughs> Jay was wrong. And Jay's going to come out here and, and, and say it to you clearly, plainly, so you can clearly understand what he said. I'm gonna, I don't want to come on here and say, oop, Jay was wrong. This is a norm. It's not just the need. It's that Ohio State needs um to add five, six, seven, eight, ten guys in the portal. Why? Because 
I don't want to come out. Now, maybe my projection is wrong. I'm glad to come on here and say I was wrong. Don't get me wrong. But if Ohio State's adding 8 to 10 guys in the portal every offseason, question the recruiting. Maybe you're recruiting the right guys, but not enough at, not enough at one position. Maybe you're behind the eight ball. Because realistically, let's just think about this. If Kyle McCord kills it this year, and Tristan Jebbia, the Oregon State transfer, is gone, he graduates, Jebbia does. Kyle McCord could go to the NFL draft. You bring in Aaron Nolan. Is he going to be the backup automatically to Lincoln, Kean Holds, and um, 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 De- Devin Brown? It, does that mean that Ohio State will not go out there and get somebody to be a leader at quarterback in that room? Still be determined. I want Ohio State to kind of take the same approach as far as going out and getting specific needs. But when I say no, I don't think they're going to go out and get eight, maybe 10 guys every offseason. You shouldn't need to do that every offseason. You should not. Your development of the guys you recruit should keep you and should allow you to sustain the roster that you have put together. Quarterback a need, O-line a need, D-line a need, DBs a need, long snapper a need. These are things that I that not just the coaches think are a need. We have discussed these things all off season long. So I think it I think there's twofold. Let me go back. I wasn't trying to do this, but here we are. It's twofold. I don't think the Buckeyes will get this guys in a, get this many players in the portal every offseason. I do think the Buckeyes will have this same approach about going out and if there's a need on the team, going out and finding a player in the portal that can fill that need instantly. And if you can do that thing, if that's the way the Buckeyes take that approach, great. Makes sense. But as for next season, what's going to happen next season? Will Ohio State bring in 8 to 10 guys via the portal? Will there be a need for them to make that move? We'll discuss that next here on Lots of Buckeyes. Thank you once again for making Lots on Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Make sure you subscribe to Lots on Buckeyes on Apple, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, on the Sirius XM app, on the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Lots on Buckeyes so you don't miss a beat if you're an apple subscriber or a spotify subscriber make sure you leave a five star rating and review it's a free way to help more people enjoy locked on buckeyes five days a week just like yourself a part of the everyday or club more people can, can be a part of that club too locked on buckeyes is a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day next year is a thought next year is a year isn't in the offseason, that could be very interesting for Ohio State. And the question I, or the statement I have on my notepaper, why next year could be similar to this offseason and the Buckeyes' approach and utilization of the transfer portal. Now, you may say, Jay, whoa, 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 you said it might not be the norm when it comes to the numbers. That's true. The approach could be similar. That is true. You put those two things hand in hand Think about how many guys could be off of Ohio State's roster at the end of the upcoming season. I'm going to go through this quickly, just spitballing a little bit off the top of my head. Um, You'll get the gist here quickly. You could lose a quarterback at Kyle McCord. If McCord kills it, and he could say, hey, I'm draft eligible, I killed it, one and done as a Ohio State starter, I'm going to the league. Running back, 
you could lose at least two guys to uh, graduation, the draft, whatever. Uh, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, uh, Chip Trainum, and you could lose multiple guys in that room. Tight end, I think Cave Stover's gone. I, I think Cave Stover's done playing college football automatically. Done. Um, uh, receiver, I'm like Abuka, Marvin Harrison Jr. Done. Off of the line, you could get a couple guys. Hey, Josh Fryer. Hey, Matt Jones, Donovan Jackson. You can get all those guys to go. Defense, I think Tui Malowal, if he kills it and develops like I think he is, will, he's a surefire first-round pick, possibly a top-ten pick. Jack Sawyer, if he kills it, gone. Michael Hall Jr., if he kills it, gone. Linebacker, I think still, still Chambers, gone. Eichenberg, gone. Get this right. Defensive back, Denzel Berg, Eggman Olsen, could be Proctor's automatically gone. Seems like he's been at Ohio State for 18,000 years. He just had a really long career. Lathan Ransom, gone. Like, you get what I'm saying. You And those are just guys that are starters. Not talking about the guys that are backups who weren't start, but they're up and they'll be out of collegiate eligibility. Ohio State, by utilizing this same tactic this year, you're hoping the guys you recruit develop now. At the end, if Ohio State loses Sawyer and Tui Maloa on the same offseason, I believe Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry can fulfill that role. I think they'll be fine. Michael Hall Jr. goes, and he's the only one that leaves. Kaiwa Malone is already going to be on the team, and he's a guy that has more time to play the football. Great. So running backs, you would say Evan Pryor, um, Dallin Hayden, great. But what about the guys that are behind them? We're going to see Ohio State possibly bring in Five to eight transfers next offseason, maybe even more, because the needs of the team are great. They're huge. Now, I would I don't know what McCord's gonna do in the next season. I don't know if uh Henderson and Williams will stay healthy in the upcoming season. I expect Case Dover to kill. I think Harrison Jr. and Abuka could be could will kill. Uh, I I expect that. I think Matthew Jones, Donovan Jackson will play phenomenal football. Michael Hall Jr., if they let that boy loose. If they let the dog out the cage, I think Michael Hall Jr. could be a first-team All-American. Like, I'm just being real with you. I'm not here to just spitball and make up statements and make up things. No, I'm being legit, honest. I think Michael Hall Jr., if he is let out of the cage and they let that boy loose on the football field every Saturday afternoon, I really think you're looking at a guy who could be a first-team All-American at D-Tackle. That's how good, that's how lethal he could be on the football field, but... They got to let him loose. That's it. Literally. You let that boy loose. Let the dog out the cage. Just wait and see what happens. Because you're probably going to like the result. It's Michael Hall Jr. I, I, I believe in him. I have believed in him for a long time. And I believe the coaches will believe in him in a way. That in the upcoming season, they'll see what happens when they let the dog out. But next year could be very, very similar to this year in the portal. I think it will be similar because you have to utilize this tactic and this way to build a roster every offseason. Once you get a better grasp on what the rules are, once you get a better grasp on players that are going into the, into the portal, and maybe, I do believe, the coaches know players that are going on into the portal from other schools prior to it being announced. I truly believe that. 100%. So maybe you say, look, you in the portal, maybe don't commit right away. Maybe let's wait a little bit. We got some stuff for you. We got a spot for you. Maybe you're saying, look, he's too good. He's in the portal. 
We got to bring that cat here right now because you can't let him go to another team. Next year could be similar because Ohio State could have 8, 10, maybe even 12 draft picks in next year's NFL draft. Thank you for checking in and coming back for another episode of Locked on Buckeyes on a Monday. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This is Locked on Buckeyes on a Monday, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We're out of here for Locked on Buckeyes. I am Jay Stevens. Let's enjoy the weather. Talk about it all the time. We're in the middle of May. Going to get beautiful weather. Let's get outside and enjoy it together. While you're outside, check out another show along the Locked On Podcast Network lineup of shows. Locked On College Basketball, Locked On Browns, Locked On Cavs. Anything you want, you can find at the Locked On Podcast Network. I got to get out of here, guys. So much good stuff going on. I got to get out. Check out another show on the network. I hope you do too in your free time right here, guys. I'll see you next time.